Um, what we want to look at right now is the, having a little two-part uh, this week and next week uh, series called Gratitude. And um, because gratitude really is, it really is the, the best attitude to have. And so I, I just think we ought to just call it the gratitude because it just so makes a difference. And um, this season of Thanksgiving, uh, you know, I appreciate that there are communities that are rising up and saying, hey, hey, uh, stores, quit trying to open up so dang early. Quit getting into my Thanksgiving. You have the day after Thanksgiving, but there are so many stores. In fact, there was a big city that petitioned against Target not to open up at 9 p.m. Thanksgiving Day to just try to draw in a few more people. I understand, you know, it's, it's all, you know, capitalism, free market, you know, get the dollar. I understand all that. Um, but if people saying, you know what, let's have a day. Let's have a day where we chill with our families, where we just enjoy each other. Let's say, let's really give thanks to God. Let's chill out a little bit and, and just say thanks. And that is what this is about. So if you've got your notes, if you're on version, go ahead and fire that up. And um, we're going to jump right into the middle of this. Um, it says, because when we think about all that God has done for us, gratitude should come pouring straight up out of our hearts. Uh, we had a perfect example of that with um, um, the, the Impact Weekend. So uh, uh, Cutie is, calls Weston and is checking on him and seeing how things were done while they were doing their, their, Im, their missions, their Impact missions. They had their cell phones turned off so there were no distractions. They could give 100% of their attention to the people that they were serving. So uh, we didn't realize that was going down. So we were texting our kids and not getting any response. And, and so and all of a sudden, whoo, the phones light up with... Uh, the response and cutie's talking to weston and said well weston what did you do and he said well uh me and bailey made a couple people cry <laughs> okay um that's uh i don't think that was the intent is no 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 it, it was a good cry it was it was a, it was a good cry they were they were grateful they were thankful and here as these kids came and surprised these people, they are people that are on the mills for the elderly route anyway, so they were already in awareness of where the need was, um, but just brought them some pre-prepared emergency meals, stuff that was, that was not, uh, didn't have to be hot at that moment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of these folks that they just, they really are locked in their homes. They really are on limited resources. And just the fact that somebody knocked on their door and presented them with this gift they just begin to just cry with gratitude. It is a natural response. It's that moment in that we that we look for when we watch that uh, watch um, what's the show? What show? Why did I just go blank? Extreme Home Makeover. Thank you. That's it. You, you watch. You you do all of that. Yes, it's formulaic. Yes, you know it's coming. But you know what? It is. It's just neat to me every time when they move the bus. And they know the house is going to be awesome. They've seen the show themselves. They apply it. They know what's going down. But still, it's just this overwhelming gratitude for what has been done. When we think about what God has done in our life, it should be that. There should be this expression of gratitude. I'm not saying we should go around crying all day. I'm not saying we should fall to our knees and roll around in the grass, you know, or anything like that. I'm talking about just this natural expression day in and day out of gratitude 
First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. That's all we need. That's all we need to understand that we can give thanks to God is that He's good. So many times we want to sit and look at the situations and the circumstances and, and try to find something to be grateful for, but just the fact that God has chosen to be good to us in and of itself is enough to show <clears throat> some gratitude. You know, this uh, when I think about Thanksgiving, I think about the fall, I think it's just inner lines with hunting and deer season, and I can't think about just an explosion of gratitude without thinking of my son Weston and his first deer hunt. And I've shared this story with y'all before. And uh, he was uh, eight years old, went out with a bunch of his buddies. In fact, with Ty Harris was one of them. Is all of four young men, all of them getting their, going on their very first hunt, all with their dads. And uh, so we go out, and Weston's so excited. And the deer comes in, and it's just it's so nice. I mean, it's like, like God just made it stand still. It took him forever to finally shoot. And that deer just waited. Come here, I'm a gift from God for you, please. Hello. It just waited and waited and waited. And he finally shot. And he pulls the trigger and the deer goes down. And I'm sorry for, you know, anybody that's PETA, but, you know, we do eat tasty animals here. So, um, uh, <laughs> but anyways, the deer goes down and Weston, I kid you not, I kid you not, Weston's sitting there holding the gun and goes, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm telling you, tears start coming down his face. We had church in the deer blind right there. And he says, Thank you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. I'm like, he sounds like a 60-year-old man. What is the deal coming out of this 8-year-old? You are worthy to be... Who, who says that? But a kid that grew up in church. And... uh but I'm telling you, he was just so grateful that he got it, that he didn't miss, that all that, and it just came pouring out of him. That should be part of our life. Luke 7:47. <clears throat> this is the message translation. says, impressive, isn't it? She was forgiven many, many sins. And so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. Now... Um, we understand that uh, in God's eyes, there's not this big scale. There's not this big scale of sin. So wh whose eyes is this minimal thing playing out in? Is this playing out in God's eyes? Well, they're kind of, you know, it's just minimal. You know, so they're gratitude. No, it's in ours. Do we esteem? We see as Paul grows in his, as he moves forward, he first starts out talking about himself being the least among the apostles. Then he talks about the least among the saints. And then he finally, towards the end of his life, refers to himself as the chief of sinners. Now, was he just this horrible mass murderer, reprobate, this scale thing we would bring into this human scale thing? No. But an understanding of the grace of God. He understood it. And then he understood it a little deeper. And then he understood it a little deeper. And his gratitude grew as his understanding of the forgiveness and the love that had been poured out into his life. See, gratitude is vital in keeping our hearts open to God. When we become unthankful, we begin to shut things off. 
All of a sudden, an unthankful people have, begin to have this mentality of it's owed me. When we understand that, you know, the only thing God really owed us was wrath. But he didn't want to give that to us. So he vented it on Jesus so he could give us what he wanted to give us and not what was owed. And when we, when we live in that, it changes, it changes everything. But we, we've got to take that responsibility on that, that you know what, we're going we're gonna to just choose to be a grateful people. This is obviously Weston story day. And because uh, when Weston was five, about five years old, we were um, cleaning out the garage. And of course, garages are dusty and you start moving stuff around and dust is flying around. And pretty soon we're all, we're all intent and busy and focused. And uh, a little dust gets up a little, little five-year-old nose and he sneezes. And um, so sure enough, he sneezes. Well, what should follow the sneeze? Bless you. You know, he had plenty of other people around. He was waiting. Five years old, he sneezed. He's waiting. Waiting for the bless you. None of us bless him. None of us say bless you. And so, and now the, I just said the, the, the periphery of my hearing. All of a sudden, I hear him. Well, bless me. And he goes on. And so sometimes we just, we think that sometimes something ought to happen. That if this happened in my life, if some, somebody did this for me, boy, I would be grateful. Or one of these, then I'd be grateful. And you know what? We have to just take it on ourselves. And so you say, you know what? I'm going to be grateful. There's a ton to be grateful for, and I refuse to allow this spirit of ingratitude or unthankfulness to come into my life. Psalms 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This is part of one of the, the Psalms of Ascent. This is what, whenever we come before God. This is a purposeful deal. It's not like, okay, when you get thankful, that's the time you need to run to God. No, it's when you're coming to God, make sure you, you remind yourself to be thankful. There's so much that's there. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. First Thessalonians 5 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ. All right, now we've got to make sure and understand the plurality of the Scriptures here. And it's not that all circumstances are God's will for you. It's not that whatever you find yourself in, that's God's will, and you just kind of grin and bear it. No, it's the fact that we have a covenant. We're supposed to enforce that covenant. We're supposed to live in it. We have an enemy that comes at us, but we can't let, even in the battle, our thankfulness be stolen from us. It rips the, just the, our foundation right out from under us. When, we, when this thing of being grateful for the, the God loving us, us having a relationship with Him, when that gets ripped away, all of a sudden it, things just begin to tumble out. It's one of those big blocks. It's one of those big stones, those big bricks. You rip it out and things begin to tumble. So we give thanks in all circumstances. It's God's will that we would give thanks even in the yuck times. So I love that video because you know what? Some people, you know, they have a storybook Thanksgiving and some people aren't. Some people aren't this year having a storybook Thanksgiving. But even in the middle of the mess, we can still find this time, this place to go, God, I am grateful for what you've done in my life and what you're going to do in my life and the covenant and the promises and all that you are to me. Romans 1 tells us, for although... They knew God. They neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They didn't give thanks to Him. 
And in that, their thinking became futile. When we lose our gratitude towards God and we're not looking at it from that paradigm, all of a sudden our thinking gets jacked up. We start looking at things all wrong. Things get out of whack and get ugly and nasty. We have to keep that thing. So we have gratitude in our heart. So how do we express our gratitude to God? Well, many folks, this, this, this time we just had where these wonderful musicians and singers were up here and we were singing these songs. That it can be a wonderful expression. A grateful heart is often expressed through songs and music. We refer to this, we call it praise and worship. See, I, <clears throat> I understand 10 a.m. is early. And I'm not getting on anybody's toes or anything like that. But man, worship is one of my favorite parts. And so, and I really encourage everybody, man, you know, make sure you, you come and, and, and embrace it. We don't, we don't worship a super long time. And this is the part, this, that's part of the service, where we are giving di- directly to God. We're here, hopefully, in this teaching time. You're being built up, you're being edified, you're being, <clears throat> you know, set on course. And, and this teaching time is, is for us, and God's speaking to us. But this time of worship, and God can minister to us, and it can be so personal and so wonderful. But it is in its root, and its root is what we give to Him. It's us saying, God, and it's all of us getting together. It's a great big God, you're awesome pep rally. And it's not that God needs to be boosted up. It's the fact that you and I need to lock arms every once in a while and remind ourselves that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ and we all serve a great God. And that is what worship is about. We have to. It's so vital and it is this beautiful expression of gratitude to God. Our second row is a little too empty this morning. Very too empty. Had a wonderful man that uh, we lost tragically this week with uh, uh, his uh, ultralight that he designed and built. Um, there was some sort of failure, and uh, he crashed and was tragically lost um, this week. Mark was a worshiper. He loved being right there in the front. He'd have been on the front row, but if I think it would have felt like he was being too, obtru- too intrusive. That he was taking somebody's seat. And um, I love it because Mark loved worship and he would, he would get into it. And, uh, and uh, our worship team just expressed earlier just about feeling like they, they even lost a member. You know, that he just added so much even from that side to, to here of just his, his clapping, his expression. And, and when we learned of, uh, learned of his passing, you know, Cutie was like, who, who am I going to shake hands with? He's the first guy when we do the handshake, she'd shake hands with him every week. And she said, and he always, always, always said, man, we rocked it this week. We rocked it this week. He just loved worship. It was part of his expression. And the only person I've ever met in my life who told me that, that I, you know, appreciate the listening. I'm not musically gifted at all. And I appreciate what the product and so, but he liked to sit up here because he loved to watch the artistry of the finger movements. He was an engineer and he appreciated the product, but he also appreciated the process and saw God's beauty and grace, even in the physical gifting to be able to produce that kind of thing. And that was this expression of worship in him and in a unique way. I've never, I've never heard anybody else express it like that. <clears throat> I prayed this morning, I prayed this morning that, that Mark's, heart for worship, that we would just embrace it. 
there'd be something that we would go, you know what? We, we want that. Mark, you sat right there and you demonstrated it for us week after week. You know what? And that, that's something that reflects the heart of God that we want to just permeate Celebration Church. We want that to be a definer of Celebration Church. See, Colossians 3, so, <clears throat> Psalm 7, says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. Colossians 3 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. That's, you know, I'm hoping to teach and admonish you. It happens with each other in small group. That's why you need to be involved in a small group or some sort of, whether it's one of ours or one you create with other believers that you know. But just be feeding each other and admonishing, building each other up. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart to God. It is this beautiful scriptural expression of gratitude. Matthew 26 says, And after a song of praise to God, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? That the Son sang a song of praise to the Father and led his disciples in it. Ah, oh, what a beautiful picture that is to me. Beautiful. We can also express our gratitude through simply saying it in prayer. John 11 says, So they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. It's just a place of prayer. God, I'm thanking you. I'm letting you know. Daniel 6 says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem three times a day. He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Simply giving thanks was part of his prayer. It wasn't just this petition. It wasn't just asking thanks. It was just thanking God was a core part of Daniel's prayer. Colossians 4 says, Pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Part of that thing that keeps those communication lines, that prayer line with God open, is our eyes wide open in gratitude. It's just this thing, God did this for us. God, thank you. Oh, thank you. God, you're awesome. Oh, God, yeah, I do, that, do this for, for this person. God, I help, open their eyes. Lord, help them to draw closer to you. This is place of gratitude. And then we can also show our gratitude through our giving. We talked about it just earlier when we did, our, when we did giving here together. But it's also in this time that we're about to shift into in Christmas. I hope, I hope, I hope nobody gets under the burden that society can push on the whole Christmas giving thing. We give gifts to friends and to family, and it ought to be this expression of gratitude. You're just a blessing in my life, and I want to say thank you through this act of giving. That's what it should be about. God has put you in my life, and I'm thankful for that. It simply should be that. Psalms 116.17 says, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 9 says, this is the message translation, says the, this relief offering is a prod to live at your very best. 
See, that's part of this, that, this concept of having a generous heart is part of living at our very best. Showing your gratitude to God by being openly obedient to the plain meaning of the message of Christ. You show your gratitude through your generous offerings to your needy brothers and sisters and really toward everyone. It's just part of it. It's part of it. And then we also see that when we show our gratitude to God that we are doing something that mirrors heaven itself. This isn't just an earth thing. Thanking God isn't just an earth thing. There's a lot of stuff that we do that are earth things, okay? The gifts of the Spirit are about earth. They're not, they're not needed that way. A, a word of wisdom is not needed in heaven. There's somebody, a miracle of healing is not needed in heaven. There's a lot of what God does in us is, is about earth. But this gratitude, this thankfulness thing, this is something where we're participating in a heaven-scale eternity right here and right now. Revelation 7 says, All angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell down on the faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory, wisdom and thanks, and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And look at, look at this. They're thanking God. They're thanking God. And there's no, there's no need. It's not that thing where thank God comes out of our mouth most of the time. <gasps> oh, thank God. We narrowly avoided the wreck. Oh, thank God. The bills got paid. Oh, thank God. You know? Where there was some need, some, some, some thing where something was awry, and then things went the way they should and we get we give god the thanks and that's that's right and good but in heaven that's not the precipitating that's not what's creating this thanks it's just understanding god's benevolence and his goodness they're not sickness and thanking god for healing they didn't almost get kicked out of heaven because they couldn't pay their mansion payment and all of a sudden it's that's not the way it is there's this place of gratitude where we can live in a place of continual gratitude with, without there being struggle. Struggle doesn't produce the gratitude. Lack and power doesn't make us grateful whenever we've got something. That's a false thinking. That somehow you will produce gratitude in somebody's life, then you, you make them go through something unpleasant, and then they're grateful. That's not what heaven's about, and heaven's full of gratitude. <clears throat> it's something that we just have to train ourselves for. We have to train ourselves. We have to remind ourselves. We lose sight of it. And then a lack of gratitude is a barrier <clears throat> to us truly loving God. Second Timothy 3 says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. And yeah, we could talk about that all day. Be lovers of money. Sure, we can talk about that. Boastful, proud, abusive. Man, abuse, that's just all in the news, isn't it, right now? Horrible, horrible stuff. Mm. Disobedient to their parents. That's an interesting one, team. Um, ungrateful. Oh, wait a second. I was able to ditch out on some of those other ones. I didn't feel like I'm a lover of myself or maybe a lover of money. I'm not abusive or, you know, any of those kind of things. Wait a second. Ah, ungrateful. 
Oh, I'm thankful. That one, that one starts getting close to home. Right there in the middle of all this nastiness, all this stuff that we all would go, woo, shoom, 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 is this ungrateful thing. Why? Because it, begin, it disconnects the blessings that God brings into our lives from the one that gave them to us. If we're not grateful, we've disconnected them. We're not associ- properly associating them. And gratitude is this recognition of where they truly come from. Folks, that is what this season we're in is about. Our forefathers chose to choose a day to be thankful and look unto God. We have a quote from president after president about thanking God, thanking our Creator, thanking the author of all blessings. Whether or not they were godly men or not, when it came to this point, they all pointed the right direction. That is what this season is about. Let's choose in this time, especially, especially as believers, especially if you have so much to be grateful for, let's choose to be a people who are regularly saying, thank you, God. God, thank you. Thank you. And it doesn't have to be something huge and something want to happen. Just be the fact that he loves us. That he's got a plan for our lives. The fact that we don't grieve as those who have no hope. <laughs> I'm especially grateful for that truth here and now. There's so much, so much, so much. When this moment, all those blessings, God pours out his love on the just and the unjust. We're all recipients. Whether you've walked with God a day in your life or not, you are recipients of the goodness of God. God has chosen to pour it out on us irregardless. But there is this pivot point whether or not we are going to begin to purposefully embrace and grow with Christ and grow in God and really embrace and step into covenant and embrace heaven as our home. That happens when we embrace the greatest blessing God ever gave us, and that was Jesus. That's where it all, that's the defining line. So I'd appreciate if everybody kind of bow your heads and close your eyes. And we're going to create a moment here. Where if that's you, if you need to say yes, to say yes to your Savior. 